what's going on, guys? It's your host, your boy, George Mackay. I cannot wait. I got a special guest to the stage that I'm bringing to the show today. Please help me welcome one half of the Space Pirates, Space Monkey. What's <laughs> Hi. How are you? Good. good. Monkey, actually good. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm, you know, trying to get through this COVID-19 stuff. It's pretty crazy right now, man. Pretty crazy. Just did. Oh, first time in lifetime. Hopefully never again. Hopefully never again. Everyone else that's kind of broken through is getting waves after waves that are coming second, third wave. So let's hope that we are on the mend here in Canada very soon. How about you? How have you been coping with all this? Have you been able to go outside and do anything? Just just walks. Going for a walk when no one around. That's that's about it. Uh, monkey, kind of lucky, have mandatory healing time. Otherwise, still be injured. And hurt foot. Uh, sorry, one, one sec. Got Christmas gift last year. That's this right. Make, the, make easier. Is, okay. Interesting. So it... <laughs> voice modulator. Help monkey be understand easier. Oh. Yeah. There we uh. go. Very interesting. Who who got you this amazing Christmas gift? Uh, one Ethan Page. Once ah. he got rich with that impact money, he was able to get me this technology. <laughs> rich with the impact money. I love <laughs> it. So I, I'm honored to bring you to the show. Thank you for taking out the time with all the stuff that's going on in the world today. I appreciate that. Uh, we've actually we met a few times before. Most uh, recent one was last summer at Junction City, where we kind of got the ball rolling. And yeah, I think the October show, right? Yeah, it was the October yeah. show. I actually brought my daughter. She was a huge ah. fan of you. She loved everything about the character. When she found out I was talking to you today, she's super excited about that. She wanted me to pass awesome. on a hello. So a hello from the mini host. And tell her hello from me. I will. I will. Absolutely. So let's just talk. I mean, your career, your character, everything. It's just, it's epic. It's a great, uh, entertaining, fun experience. Every show you're at. And... I want to get into that, and I also want to get into the Space Pirates. I want to get into actually the first person right off the bat that turned me on to you, because I was a fixture in the indie scene for a while, but I hadn't really branched out and discovered all the great characters that are out there. And when I interviewed Mark Wheeler, he's actually the one who mentioned you in the interview I did uh-huh. with him. And he had a lot of great things to say about you, and from there I started to do my research, watch your matches, find out how entertaining you are, and then that surprise at Junction when you came out. And i got to tell you, man, the way you handle yourself in the ring, the stories you tell, it's just incredible. So let's just start from the beginning when you were a little tiny space monkey hoping for a dream. How did, did that he, Did he mention we hate each other too? He, he mentioned there was some heat there, but he didn't mention the exact... Uh, <laughs> the exact okay, let's, you know, let's, let's forget my first question. Let's go into that. What is, what is the actual beef between you and the golden gun, Mark Wheeler? Uh, he's just a jerk. Uh, he's lucky we've only had one singles... We had a, a triple threat at the end of the, last year in December where I beat him again, but he's, he's, I don't like him. No one likes him. <laughs> <laughs> he, is a, he is a very, very cocky dude. Very cocky dude, 100%. So let's, let's get back to you, though, in the beginning. When you're a little <laughs> space monkey living a dream, when did this love of wrestling come to fruition for you? Uh, when I was a young monkey growing up in, like, I was adopted from the Canadian jungle by NASA and they transferred me over to CSA 
And the scientists used to watch wrestling in the lab. So ever since I was just a little monkey, I, I fell in love just watching TV with them. And since, I don't know, the cruiserweights in the, the 90s, the WCW, in ECW, WWE, all like my favorite wrestlers of the time, in case this was a question later, viewers, sorry, I'll get over with now, but guys like the Hardys, Rey Mysterio, Kidman, RVD, Tajiri, just some of my favorites with martial arts and high flying and remind me of being back home, swinging around trees, but also getting to watch fighting, you know, good versus evil, monkey versus Wheeler. Monkey versus Wheeler. I guess that's <laughs> the best way to describe good versus evil right there. So is that where you honed your training and watching all these guys or was there somebody that kind of helped you along? Uh, there, I first started training martial arts, you know, to get ready for my missions to go out. And I didn't quite learn to actually train wrestling until some, uh, I mentioned before, but I don't talk about it too much, some moonshins I learned from. And that was the only time I encountered anything out there. Most of the time, it was just scouting missions, and it's very cold in space. I don't know. I wasn't a fan. But it's cold and it's lonely. It's lonely in right. space. And there's yeah. nobody to wrestle around with, right? No. No, so no. A lot of the times, you, uh, I guess you, you, you play matches in your head. Yeah. So what you want to do when you get back. Yeah. Thinking about, let's see what I can do what I want to do, how can I incorporate just the, the movement I can use, just like when I used to swing around. I try to go outside and swing around some trees whenever I can. I love to climb. It sucks being stuck inside. There's not much to climb besides some stairs. But And if I have, I don't know, a railing to use to jump up and down and still keep that energy, but uh, I, I miss wrestling. <laughs> I think a lot of people do. I, I miss I miss everything about the shows. I miss hanging out with all of you guys and, and watching you entertain everyone in the crowd and the audiences and stuff like that. That's got to be a letdown for you. I mean, not not only can you not wrestle in a crowds anymore in front of people, but you also can't go to space. You can't do anything no. right now. You're literally no. stuck inside. So let me yeah. ask you this question. When COVID, you know, enters as we're getting into these opening phases now, as we are in mid-May, we're getting into these opening phases, everything's starting to open up and stuff like that. When the green light is given for your either your one passion or your other passion, space or wrestling, uh, what's the first thing Space Monkey's going to do when he gets out of you know these self quarantines? Uh, just go wrestle everywhere I can. Um, a bunch of show, all the shows that got canceled or well postponed. I can't wait to get back to those. You know, I have a few regulars and then some others that just pop up maybe a few months before I get to them, but I. I I can't wait to get back in the ring. Like, I love being in the ring. I also love talking to fans in person, like at intermission and after shows. And my favorite things, uh, I'm going to jump around. My, my favorite person might be Jackie Chan. So I always try to be like him. And he was my favorite because of action plus comedy. So that's what I try to emulate in the ring. I try to make people laugh. But then I enjoy doing some fun stuff, some flips and moves and make people go, whoa. And just seeing the reaction from that and being able to talk to them after just makes me feel all warm inside. <laughs> it, it absolutely is. I mean, I got to say, when I started doing my research on you and I watched the messages you had on, on all the videos and all the clips that I seen, it was incredible. But then seeing you live in person, it really is another gear. 
And uh, I think, thank you. I well, you know, it's it's the truth. You got to pay. You got to give credit where credit's due. And especially in that junction match, that was the end of the season. That was the season finale. There, there was a whole hunt for the diamond, the whole storyline. If anybody's curious as to what me and Space Monkey are talking about, you can find it all on YouTube on the Junction City page. They are absolutely fantastic with the storylines that they develop and how they curve everything. And when you came out of nowhere, it was just incredible. And then <laughs> ran up, you literally ran up the, th- the the aisleway by me and my daughter. We were sitting right in the aisleway, about three rows from the ring. And you got in. My daughter's like, who's that? I'm like, that is one. It's going to get very, enter- it was already entertaining, but it's going to get even more entertaining. And it was. So when the world goes back to normal and you want to, like you said, you want to get back to wrestling all the shows, is there anybody you have your eye on? Any opponent oh. that you're looking to face down? Well, I got an angry message this earlier today from one mark wheeler saying he watched we meant that's why i brought him up he just mentioned that he recently watched our match from smash last year and that was i realized that was our only singles and i I just i would really like to do that again it's it's fun to work with him as much as i don't like him but (laughs) (laughs) you know for bigger I guess more known wrestlers, like a lot got released from WWE now. I I just want to wrestle as much and as as many people and as many places as I can. And I got lucky that once I, I've only been wrestling five and a half years. When I started, I got popular quick, so I was able to travel from an early time in my career. And I'm just very grateful that for that. And I just want to keep being able to travel like all over Canada and the U.S. I... Got to go to UK for two weeks. I last year I went to Japan for a month, and I just want to keep doing that. So when you travel, do you travel in the cargo hold, or do you actually have a seat on the plane? Luckily, they give me a seat on the plane. Uh, okay, they do give you a seat on the yeah. plane. Do they give you like first class? Do you do it all up, champagne, everything, all the bananas no, they you just, possibly eat? They, they just tell me not to try to pick bugs out of people's hair that are in front of me. I, I think, and well, then that's and when the world gets back to whatever the new normal will be, that'll be even harder for you with social distancing uh-huh. because everybody's going to be six feet away from each other. Yeah, I'm always, always reaching, always trying. <laughs> have idle hands here, trying to pull idle, myself back. Yeah, yeah, idle hands. So speaking of Jackie Chan, you mentioned Jackie Chan. I guess that's a mean that must mean you're a fan of his films. Is there a particular yes. film that you enjoy to watch in your downtime? Oh, so many. The most. Like, I have a bunch of DVDs from his early ni- or mid-90s films, you know, Rumble in the Bronx, Ledger and Drunken Master 2, Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, the most recent movies I watched, I watched with some friends Project A and Project A2 from the 80s, and they happened to be pirate movies, which I enjoyed. I told Shane Saber that we should come out to the entrance. Our entrance music should be the end credits song, which uh, after I showed him, he was not a fan <laughs> it was basically went la 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 la, <laughs> which I very much enjoyed. You know, he plays a coast guard trying to stop some pirates from doing some things, and yeah, I, I, all his movies from I guess starting 1978's Drunken Master, the first Drunken Master, where he made like comedy with martial arts like a big thing and a part of who he is as an actor. And that's why he became my favorite. Like, I love comedy. I love pro wrestling. I love martial arts. Uh, like, a few things I love. Comic books, they're, video games. They're all kind of interchangeable. I think it's similar in, in their own ways. 
All right, let's run down the list here for a little bit. Who is your? We've talked about who your favorite movie icon is, and that's Jackie Chan, and that's a wonderful icon to have. He's a classic. Rumble in the Bronx is my personal favorite. Uh, I can watch that one through and through. Especially when I was a kid, I had the black box, which was like the illegal cable box that nobody paid for, <laughs> and that was always on. Shh. I know. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's going to be yeah, on it a long now. time ago. It was a long time ago. You want to come after me? That's it is what it is. I think there's a statue yeah. of limitations on that. Yeah, there's a cable uh, box. satellite. Yeah. Yeah, those were that was always on. That was one of the ones mm. that was always on. So it just became something that I appreciated. But in terms of you mentioned comic books and video games, what particular video games does Space Monkey enjoy playing, and or comic books do you enjoy reading? Are you a DC guy? Are you a Marvel guy? Are you an Image guy? A Vertigo? Mm. Where do your tastes lie in terms of comic books and video games? Uh, when I was young, so I guess I'll start with comics. Uh, oh, both of them I started when I was still little, still in the lab. Um, comics, I didn't start reading until I was a bit bigger, but I grew up with the cartoons. You know, Amazing Spider, Spider-Man the Animated Series, Batman the Animated Series, X-Men, Justice League, all those early cartoons that were so, so good. And then video games that since Nintendo, I guess, you know, Super, that around the time, Mario, any, uh, but lately, I, I'll, I'll jump around here. My favorite since 2007, my favorite series would be Assassin's Creed because yeah. that I talk about, I mentioned it's like Spider-Man mixed with Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> what better can you have? No, you can't. Yeah. You're actually your your depiction is spot on perfect, and the graphics like, and the storylines have gotten yes. better every time. Yes, uh, one, roam around whole city, climb anything you want, do nefarious things, but you know you're you're taking care of bad guys, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of walking that thin line between good versus evil. Yeah. So it's almost like the character is half Space Monkey, half Mark Wheeler. That's but right. Space Monkey with more of the athleticism and all the stuff, and Mark Wheeler for all the shady stuff that you do. The yeah, nefarious but you're also, you. yeah, and taking out a bunch of Mark Wheelers. So it's Mark Wheeler fighting Mark Wheeler. That's a battle That's within itself. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll watch that. <laughs> You'll watch that. <laughs> and, uh, game, okay? <laughs> and for comics, um, I guess my favorite would be the Ultimate Spider-Man line. But I have a bunch of random Batman comics. Nightwing is another one of my favorites. You know, uh, Deadpool. I enjoy X Men. Who? Yeah, a couple random here and there. But like the only comic I read start to finish was Ultimate Spider Man, and then just a couple stories of a few other ones. So I got to ask this question because it's burning a hole in my head right now. Everyone's got an all-time favorite X Men. They don't just mm. like the ensemble. Everybody's got one favorite. They're either a Cyclops guy. A Gene Ray guy, a Rogue guy, a Wolverine guy. Like, where to? Out of all the X Men, who kind of, who do you, who does Space Monkey vibe with the absolute most? Oh man, you know, I used my favorite used to be. It might still be. I just haven't thought of it in a long time. But it used to be Nightcrawler. So my favorite color was blue until I really started missing the jungle, and then it later became green. But being able to teleport. Having that sweet tail, uh, just that very cool. I like this fang. This reminded me of mine before they got filed down. Uh, yeah, maybe because he reminded me of myself. He was, he was my favorite. And he was just such, he was always the nicest person too. People were afraid of him because he looked different. But he, he was so polite. 
every iteration you saw him in cartoons movies comics he's he's just like such a nice person and he had a sweet power if i could have one power people ask me i would say teleport because then i could go to any show i want and not sit in the car for eight hours each way <laughs> so maybe it still is nightcrawler he, he's probably still my favorite you know what you you mentioned? Yeah, you're right. You know what? He was one of the nicest guys in the comic book world, and it's it sucks because as Canadians, I mean, uh, you and myself as Canadians, we we are so nice. We are, we apologize when we need to. We say please. We say thank you. We say pardon me. And our characters, Wolverine, that makes no sense. He's one of the yeah. most angriest people in the comic book world. I think they should flip him. I think Wolverine should be where Nightcrawler's from, and Nightcrawler should be. That's it. You and I are taking the stand right now. We're making Nightcrawler an honorary Canadian. Hands down, yes. it's happening. It's happening. Bring them in from Germany. So you know, you I, I think uh, one more thing on that. I don't know about Canadians being the nicest. Look at Mark Wheeler. I think that goes on an individual basis. You know, there's some Americans, some European, Asian, whatever. You could have the nicest people from wherever. And you could have the biggest they jerks from wherever. I think you're right. So, I think it doesn't matter the ethnicity of the person or where they're from. I think it just matters who they are. And you're yeah. right. Mark Wheeler, absolutely. You know what? You're making me side with you more and more as this interview goes on. Mark Wheeler is a jerk. He's an absolute jerk. So when, when the world gets back to normal and, and you get a chance maybe to have Mark Wheeler in the ring again, will Space Monkey ever have his own type of match? Will there ever be a match that is all centered around Space Monkey? Because if you look at wrestling, and you're a fan, I could tell, TLC, you automatically think Hardys, Dudleys, and yes. Christian. Well, my favorite um, matches. Hell in the Cell, you automatically think Mick Foley and or The Undertaker yes. at any given Hell in the Cell. Um, you think Casket Match, Undertaker. The list goes on and on and on. So if there's ever an opportunity to get Mark Wheeler or any other opponent in the ring again, and you have a chance to work with, say, a promotion that wants to give you free reign to develop your own match, do you have a particular match that might be all Space Monkey oriented? Like, I don't know, like a, a banana on a pole match, maybe? or. Uh -huh. a I, I, I was just I going know. to say that one know. time I had a banana in the pole match. Did you? Um, I think it was at Death Proof, 2016 or 17. I think it was a triple threat. I have it written down. I have every match written down in my phone in my calendar of who I wrestle, what number of match it was in my career. And it was me versus John Greed versus I forget who the third one was. Um, but... Yeah, banana on the pole. I just remember the mistake of trying to get to the banana and getting taken down and getting knocked down. But I think it might have been John Greed who got it, peeled it, stuck it in my mouth, which was a big mistake on his part because it powered me up. <laughs> it's like your spinach. It's like That's a right. Popeye spinach. Yeah. Why would he do that? Why would he open that can of worms? I wasn't thinking, I guess. Exhausted not... from the battle. <laughs> Exhausted from the so I think a banana on the pole match is a fair thing, but I think we have to kick it up a notch. I think we've yeah. got to add some more stipulations to it. I think there should be uh, like a false count anywhere. Banana on a pole match. You've got to you got to incapacitate your opponent outside of the ring. The only way to end the match is to get into the ring and climb and get the banana. Kind of like King of the Mountain or Reverse Royal Battle Royal. Oh, I th I think to make it more fair, if it was you know how sometimes there's two poles with one person's favorite item on one with the other person's favorite item on the other. It'd be yes. like, like a chair and kendo stick. Yeah, so in my match, it would be a banana on one side that I'm trying to get to, 
and a whatever on the other side, candlestick, chair, something, belt, I don't know, bag of tacks, whatever the other person enjoys using. Mark on the other Wheeler's side. hair gel. There we go. He, that's what he likes using most. Mark, he, I don't Mark think Wheeler's he can live gel. without it. No, I don't think he can either. <laughs> you know what? We, we, should, we should do an Instagram live right before this episode comes out with you, me, and Mark Wheeler. I would yes. love to see this battle of wits. I'm going to have to message him after this and say, listen, I just sat down with Space Monkey, and, and we're going to have to sit and try to air this out. I'm just trying to see if we can find a common ground. Just tell him I trashed him, and he'll be up for it. Yeah. <laughs> I trashed him for about 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm sure he will. So, you know, talk to me about your tag team partner, Shane Saber. I mean, uh, how does a how does a monkey with all the opportunities in the world in the wrestling business when he gets started five and a half years ago, decide that Shane Saver is the one guy that he wants to tag with. I'm sure you maybe had other opportunities or other people you could have considered. What locked Shane Saber in for you? Yeah, I've had a bunch of tag team partners from usually from one person for one promotion, just and then sometimes a couple one-offs or two or three-offs. Uh, if I go somewhere and I tag with someone a few times and he is the first person that we both, that I decided, well, like obviously together, I can't force him, but to have an actual tag partner to travel with and go to different shows with. And at one point we had three tag title belts from like three different promotions, all far apart, like, you know, Hamilton, Ottawa and, and Crown Point, Indiana, just and I think we lost one, then got another. I'm like, oh, we almost had four <laughs> at a time. But he, when I started wrestling, I was showing up around the Toronto area where he was, and we had a few fun matches together. And I, I learned a lot from him. And he's just so good in the ring, so technically good, so creative. More than anything, if you ever watch watch him in any multi man match. Any four-way, six-way scramble, tag matches. If anything interesting happens in the match, something creative, it was probably his idea, or he thought of it. Um, and when we started wrestling, I, since I was, he's been wrestling longer than I have, and because he's that way, I, I figured, yeah. Um, I thought maybe I can help him get on more shows, be seen a little bit more. I feel like he's very underutilized and underestimated, but also he, so I'd be able to help him that way. And he would be able to help me be a better wrestler, be more creative, try different things in the ring. And so I, I felt like it was a partnership that can help us both out. Uh, but the way it actually started, my final, I don't work for NASA anymore. Um, Sorry about my that. My final I... final mission, I crash-landed into Lake Ontario, where I happened to be rescued by one Shane Saber. And that's when I had this conversation with him. You know, we've seen each other, we've wrestled each other, but once that happened, I'm like, you saved me. We, we have to work together, please. <laughs> and yeah, it's been just, uh, I was going to say just over two years, since March 2018 was our first official Space Pirates tag team match but does it count if it's over two years if we haven't wrestled since march now yes i believe it does i believe the record still stands and the timeline still stands i understand you have a bit in a ring together but when it's your tag team partner it's your tag team partner that's it 
That's it. So, so I'm going to say this yes. this goes on, it's, I've been wrestling for five and a half years. If this goes on for another year, do I say I've been wrestling for six and a half years? I believe you do. Okay, I was just curious. I was thinking about that the other day. I was just curious. I believe I believe it does. I believe it stands as even if you're not active right now and you're not active of your own free will. You're you're we're all not active because of what's happening in the world. So I believe that the timeline stands. I'm gonna fight anybody who says that it doesn't stand. Well, Space Bucky's only been really wrestling for five and a half years because there was that year that no no six and a half years. And I know the sometimes, one person who would say that would be Mark Wheeler. That's the oh, one person who would say it. Probably. But sometimes I'll be like, wow, he's good. Oh, he's only been wrestling for five and a half years, even though it's eight years later. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of tech, because when you're a tag team, you're, you're fluid. You're two halves of the same person. So yes. I've watched some of your matches, like I said, your singles matches and your tag matches, and they're always entertaining. But the one thing, one question I, I really wanted to ask was, how do you two communicate? How do you two know what each other's doing? In the ring, because you don't always have that collar on, or you didn't always have that collar till just recently. Yeah. You've been wrestling together for two two years. You only got that collar four months ago. So yeah. what were you doing for the other uh, twenty months? Besides my poor broken English and odd real voice that's kind of high, um, where he tries to decipher what I'm saying when I'm screaming at him, uh, uh, body language, you know, try to read each other whether it's hand signals, looking just eye contact to know which, which direction we're going to run or move. Or he, I can, luckily I can listen a lot easier than I was able to speak, especially in the ring. I don't wear this. It would, if I land on it, it would hurt. I don't want to damage it. So it's when we're in the ring, I still can't talk, you know, this other way with this modulator, but uh, he, he talks and I listen usually. Sometimes I yell, yeah, or if I yell a keyword here and there, it makes it easier to know, like, things that we have planned before. Right, so, like, tag or a flip or when you do, you know, let's talk about your finisher for a second. I got to say, you have one of the cleanest moonsault backflip in the business. Uh, is is I mean you obviously you mentioned gravitating towards Jeff Hardy uh, a lot of the cruiserweights were your favorites Billy Kidman um, yes. in terms of all the cruiserweights that are out there and all the cruiserweights that you love who do you think Moonsault compares to yours in terms of cleanest oh. in the business uh, I was going to say but I, the cleanest ever but his is probably cleaner Kurt Angle you know I always liked um, Christopher Daniels BME that hop hop go which I have done before um, by accident once. Uh, so one time, so sometimes the ring ropes are different heights. Some are further apart. The top rope is sometimes maybe here on me, sometimes here, and that makes a big difference in how much effort I need to put to if I'm going to springboard to the top. And sometimes someone's running at me in the corner, I would pop them and just jump to the very top and then moonsault off as a quebrada to hit them while they're standing. And one ring I was in, I jumped up. I as I was jumping, I I don't know. I may not have checked the ropes before the match or before the show, but I, I realized I didn't jump high enough, so I stepped on the second. But just from right without thinking about it, from there I jumped to the top and then jumped back to the moonsault. I'm like, oh, I just did a BME. He's he was another one of my favorites too, Christopher Daniels. He was you know he's what almost 50 and still going hard doing Arabian presses, doing everything that he used to, almost at least almost everything. 
Yeah, no, he was uh, he was he was great. He was great for his his time period and stuff like that. And and you know what, I, I I wanted to ask you that out of all the legends that you mentioned, and we did touch on some of your personal favorites. Is there one that stands out above all the rest? Like you mentioned, quite a few names, but is there one that stands out above the rest? One that you yourself resonate with more than any of the others? I think I have one in my head, but I don't know if it's the right one, but I'm going to throw it a guess if I can. I think you more resonate with like a Jeff Hardy. Not so much the Daredevil style of stuff, but just the way you guys, you wrestle, you move. It's very similar. The fluidness, the speed, all that kind of stuff. The high risk maneuvers, because anytime you go up to the top rope, it's a high risk. It is. Anytime you step into the ring, it's a risk. The only difference is, is that you have your tail as also a backup. That can help in certain situations. I know your tail whip has got you out of a few jams in the past. I know it has. Uh, you want to know where I thought of using it? From one of my favorite wrestlers, Tajiri. It's Buzzsaw Kick. Mm-hmm. I have my own version now. So he was one of my favorites. You know, his martial arts. And I, I throw a lot of ki- kicks too. Not as many as I could or should. But uh, let's see. Someone that wrestle as. Oh. I try to emulate a bunch of my favorites. I don't want to just be like one, but I try to do my best to be like as many. If anything, I want to be known as like the Jackie Chan of pro wrestling. You know, I'd who's say that's doing, a safe. A safe. Who's doing? Sorry. No, I would say fan. that's a safe. Yeah, it makes it makes complete sense. I think you're you you stand out as your own, and like, you 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 make everything your own, and that's what's special about you. Also, that and the fact that you are completely and utterly entertaining. I haven't done this combo in a while, but my one of my favorites was, you know, eat my banana at the start of a match, ch- get chased, duck, weave, running Rana, keep eating, monkey flip, something else. Someone gets angry, throws a peel down, they slip, make get a nice little laugh, running shooting star press right after, you know, a little bit of haha mix, mixed with some cool moves. That was that's always my favorite thing because it's my favorite things to watch. It's my favorite thing to do. I want to make people, other people enjoy what I enjoy. Or I hope other people will enjoy what I enjoy. Uh, absolutely. Uh, does the, um, does, have, have you ever been called for illegal maneuvers when you've used the tail whip? Because it's I a mean, body yes, part. It is, it is a body part. It is. It's like Bianca Belair's hair. It's a body part, but it still kind of gives you that little extra edge over everybody else. Because not everybody has a tail. At the same time, just like you can use your leg to kick, or if someone stomps your leg, it's all legal. Unless someone wraps your leg or your arm around the rope to put some extra torque on it, then the ref will implement the five count. My tail is the same way. If someone stomps it, it's legal because it's a body part, and it, oh, it hurts so much. But if someone puts it around the rope, or if they try to choke me with it, uh, that's illegal. But sometimes certain people make me angry enough. One of the first people, I don't think I choked Mark Wheeler. Not yet, anyways. MJF, <laughs> I remember MJF made me so mad. One time he spit in my face, I choked him with my tail. You know, certain people I get angry, I'll, I'll, I just have to. <laughs> it gives me that extra torque instead of just my arm. Who makes you angrier, Mark Wheeler or MJF? Oh. Because they're both because really there. They're right there. I've had a few, yeah, I've, over the years I've had a couple encounters with MJF and they, they both talk so much. Uh, maybe because I am hang around him more, like on shows more often, I, I guess, Mark Wheeler. But, you know, they're... 
Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that picture on the internet where MJF was with the kid and he's signing right before the picture, he just flashed him the middle finger? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a complete and other jerk maneuver, but it did make for a great meme. I use that meme on my friends all the time. Anytime somebody <laughs> bothers me, it's like, send them that meme. That's it. I mean, it it sucks, but it happens. It yeah, absolutely happens. It's entertaining. Who cares? It is. No, it's completely entertaining. Speaking of that, um, if ever an opportunity arises, like you said, you're kind of a free agent right now with not being with NASA full time anymore, you can kind of go anywhere you want to. If the opportunity arises and one of the bigger promotions calls you and says to you, Space Monkey, come over, pay you this amount of bananas, come over, do your thing, um, what what would be one you would find yourself gravitating to more if the opera, like I, I'm not going to get into it, but you know, the big promotions that are out there, you got NWA kind of making a springboard in with the YouTube stuff that they're doing. Fantastic. I've interviewed a few of their rosters, amazing, amazing talents over there. Uh, AEW we've already touched on MJF, Kenny Omega, so many amazing talents over there. Uh, WWE, they released a whole bunch of talents. So they do have some roster spots open when the world gets back to normal, you know, they're going to want to fill those. You've also got impact which is kind of now homegrown because it's run by, you know, Gail Kim. She's half Canadian, Scott Demore, Canadian-American, yeah. Windsor, Michigan border. So where ROH is also there as well. Um, you got the villain, Marty Scroll. You can tangle with PCO maybe. Where would you, what would be more comfortable for Space Monkey? Now that you're free reign from NASA, you're not tied down anywhere and you can go. I've never thought of WWE because I'm a smaller monkey and I can't get much bigger without some help. <laughs> um, but since a couple of years ago when they brought back the cruiserweight division, I'm like, oh, there's actually a chance now. But and you know, it would be fun to be there. But I, when I started wrestling, I always wanted to be X division champion. Like that's like one thing that would just be a milestone for me. That would be great. Like uh, I always loved Impact. They always put an emphasis on their X division. You know, sometimes less, sometimes more, depends on the year. But at least for some for a first place to work, I would love to work there. And you know, just keep trying to get more experience, keep trying to get better, and try to. You know, everyone wants to get to the big two, which. Now, there are a big two, AEW and WWE, not just a big one, but yeah. It's an exciting time, though, right? If you think about it, yeah, not it just is. a big one anymore. There's options now. Do you find yeah. yourself navigating? I mean, you've got a lot of downtime like everybody else does now. So I guess let me ask you this question. On a Wednesday when you've got AEW and NXT to watch, what is your what is your choice? Where do you lean towards? Do you flip back and forth like most people do, or do you just stay with one? Uh, I watch everything that's on TV, which is WWE, AEW, Impact, ROH, like NXT, of course, part of WWE, but I am a little bit behind on wrestling, so I'll just watch one fully and then watch the other and catch up. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't really, I, I don't have time to watch live. I wish I did like I used to, but there's so much to do and then I fall behind in like, you know, a week or a couple weeks or sometimes a month or two. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I got to catch up now. Just, my DVR is full and <laughs> full of wrestling to watch. So what are some other things that you enjoy watching on TV when you get the opportunity? Like, do you go back to those classic cartoons we talked about earlier? Or is there any shows that are on right now maybe that you fancy? 
Yes. Uh, sit down would, with a nice big bowl of bananas. Oh, my favorite dessert. Um, I would watch cartoons if I still had the time. They're like 2020. There's for so many years. There's been so much on TV, so much content. You could go on whether it's cable, Netflix, you know, any streaming service. You have YouTube for free. You can so much media there. But for shows, uh, maybe my favorites right now might be the whole Berlantiverse, the Arrow, CW Arrowverse. Um, so Arrow just ended. I haven't watched this season yet. Like, I just finished last year's season a month or two ago, <laughs> like the 2018-2019 season. But it would be like, like uh, Arrow, started with Arrow, then Flash, then Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow. Batwoman just started last year. Gotham finished last year. Those were my favorite shows for the last, like, six years, seven years. <laughs> I miss Gotham. I was a big fan yeah. of Gotham. I, I miss it. It's all, all on Netflix now, and I can watch it anytime I want, but it's just not the same. It was so fun. Like, they tried to make it more serious in, what, season one or two? Mm-hmm. And then season two or three, they're like, let's just – it's a comic book. Let's just make it crazy like it's supposed to be. Yeah, let's go as over the top as we possibly yeah. can. Nobody can tell yeah. us we're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, it doesn't have to be the exact same as the comics were. And, like, this goes for old movies that come out. They don't have to be just like the original comics. Everything is its own iteration. And, like, don't get mad if it's not, like, if they change things. Like, I used to get upset. I'm like, what? That's not how that character should be or how that story should be. But until later, you know, you watch more and you get a little older, wiser, calmer. And it's like, oh, right. Uh even all the comics, different writers change like some stories or change some characters their own way, and then com- cartoons are changed a little bit, and then movies are changed a little bit. Just they'll they'll take from like old pre-written stories, but then do their own thing. Whether it's like writers or directors changing it, and just just enjoy however they do it. And if you don't like it, don't watch it again, or don't watch it based on the trailer. Don't complain about it. That's all. <laughs> You know you're in a business where every fan complains about everything on a everything. consistent basis. <laughs> yeah, but there's so much that you don't have to watch that you don't like. Like, there are so many shows that I do. People tell me about some other shows. I'm like, uh, I I don't have time right now. I'm still catching up. On, like I've, I haven't finished the last season of Preacher and Ray Donovan and like a couple shows like that. <laughs> um, you got a lot on your list right now, buddy. You got a lot. Uh, on your list. I had a lot of time be- growing up in the lab between training. It was TV, <laughs> just to kill the time, you know. And so, and video games too. I enjoy, and which sometimes I'll play more, more often. Sometimes I'll play less often. I just started streaming on Twitch recently. I had like a test run two weeks ago, and the program I used was too much for my computer, so it was choppy. And then I was updating something. I downloaded a different, different streaming program, downloaded some things, or updated, uh, it's called customized some of it, and then did my second stream yesterday, and it was a lot smoother, so I'm happy. And I still need to fix a few things before I start streaming regularly. But it, it's fun. I enjoy it. People jump on, talk, and it reminds me of like just talking to people at intermission and after a show, just hang out um i'll probably be playing anyways and hang out with me and chat while i'm playing i enjoy the interaction that's what i miss 
Is that the one thing you, I was going to be my next question? Is that the one thing you absolutely miss the most is the interaction with, with people? Yes. Yeah. yeah. For sure. All right. One final question, and I think we'll wrap it up. I think I'll let you go enjoy the rest of your evening uh, with whatever Space Monkey does at night. I'm sure you're going to settle in and pick a video game or a comic book or maybe a Jackie Chan movie to watch. Yeah. Um, if there's a young Space Monkey fan out there that's watching this and, and looks up to you like you looked up to Jeff Hardy in the lab and stuff like that and all those kinds of things. And you had one piece of advice to pass on to them about this business. Maybe they want to get into the wrestling business like you fell in love with. So maybe you're their version of Jeff Hardy and all those those guys you watch while you were in the lab. What would be the one piece of advice you might pass on to those young fans? Just advice in general about people who want to get started in wrestling? Yeah. Um, you know, someone just messaged me yesterday, two days ago, about... Asking advice about starting, look for a Google. Google's your friend. Look for a wrestling school. Look for a good one. And since we can't go to any right now, work out, like be fit. Um, practice like some basic gymnastics too, which will help you out in landing safer and not get injured, like some rolls, some cartwheels for body control, not just lifting weights, like body weight exercises. And once you can go to a school, Learn. To, don't worry about thinking of a gimmick or a character, and just just learn to wrestle and think think about that when you're about to start wrestling. But the final thing I want to say, not the, I guess about wrestling, whether when you're meeting new people and trying to get on shows or just going to help out at shows, there or in just everyday life, be nice to people. Just just be nice. People will be nice back. And it feels better, like, whether you believe in religion or Batman's your Jesus or anything, be nice for the sake of being nice because it feels good. And just don't be mean to people unless unless you're funny about it. And, like, usually then only to your friends because you're comfortable with each other. Don't be – yeah, that's all. Don't be mean to each other. Don't be a Mark way. Wheeler. Don't be, be a Mark polite. Wheeler. Don't be a, don't be a Mark Wheeler. And my one actual final question, because this did pop into my head. If NASA ever calls mm. and you're called back to duty, will you go if needed? Uh, you know, between missions, it was kind of cushy. Just They taught me how to use their computer, which was very convenient. Taught me how to use phones, a lot of different technologies. Like that's where, you know, you know I'm ESL. Uh, I picked up some English as I was there. It wasn't the best until I got this. But... I was comfortable sitting just, you know, I'd listen to music or podcasts while sitting at the computer. They they also taught me being an electrical engineer, which was great training, came in, came in handy. But I prefer to wrestle, so I do that instead. But if I, if they called to take me back, it, you know, maybe to save my body a little bit. And I, I think I would, at least for a while. I think I think you would do well again in space, at least for one more mission. I think you got to go back for one more time. You got to see the stars one more time. But then yeah. we need you to come right back here and keep entertaining us like you have been. As cold as it is up there, it's beautiful too. The the look. It it's very great. picturesque, a hundred percent. Well, Space Monkey, I'm gonna allow you to go enjoy the rest of your day now. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. I'm glad that that uh, I got to thank Ethan Page next time I see him. I'm glad he got you that caller. It made yeah. this interview a lot more funner than I was. Yeah, like, it's gonna be good. But I'm glad that I didn't have the broken English. I'm glad we were able to have uh, a, a very comfortable conversation. 
and I would have been like four times as long. <laughs> oh, well, you know, that's, a good thing about, that's a good thing about ever ending recording. I could always edit it and splice it all together. Uh, uh, that would take you forever to cut out all the <laughs> the monkey noises and the broken English, all <laughs> the stuttering. What is this, 45 minutes? Yeah, this would have been like three and a half hours if it wasn't for this. Maybe I could have got Mark. Same... <laughs> Maybe I could have got Mark Wheeler to do the voiceover. No, no. Uh, no. Nah, everything <laughs> just like this monkey's stupid. I like bananas. I hate everything else. That that that's what you would get from Mark Wheeler. Uh, I definitely am going to message him and you, and we're going to set up that Instagram live because I think this this is something that the world has to see in living color. If we can't do it face to face in person, we might as well do it over over Instagram. It has to happen. Well, I'm glad that you were able to join me today on Straight Talk Wrestling. And now that you have a lot more free time, you've now found another podcast to listen to. So I hope you uh, you go back through my archives, you enjoy the episodes, and don't forget to uh, wait for the tags. I will tag you the week it comes out. And again, awesome. it's an absolute honor and privilege to speak with you. I'm glad we were able to find the time. The one good thing about COVID-19 is that I've been able to find time with everyone I was looking to get with. And now I can happily scratch you off the list. And I do want to let you know now, you are officially a member of the Straight Talk family. Anytime you want to come back on the show, all you got to do is message me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, maybe a follower or two, a shout out, whatever's comfortable for you. And just, you know, again, an absolute pleasure, sir. You you go enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. And uh, one last thing, everywhere online, PW Space Monkey. Everybody knows that. Everybody <laughs> knows that. There's only there. They don't. There's nobody else that has a space monkey handle. And if they do, we need to find them and sue them. Uh, I, that's a good idea. Now that they can't wrestle, I need some sort of work. Maybe I should go to America. It's easier to sue there. Well, they're opening up the world a lot faster than we are. That's a hundred percent. This makes me think of the Weird Al song. I'll sue you for everything. <laughs> uh, are you a Weird Al uh, fan? I am comedy and music. Whether my my favorite types of music are ska and punk rock, but when it comes to comedy, I'll enjoy hip hop. I, I enjoy polka regardless. It's similar to ska in this sense, with the different instruments. You know, whether it's rock, country, Wheeler Walker Jr., great country comedian who used to be, you know, Ben Hoffman. I used to watch that TV show, the Ben the Ben Show, and. Uh, most things comedy if it puts a smile on your face enjoy it don't just watch the sad news all day long Go, enjoy something that makes you happy what about classic comedy like uh i love lucy the three stooges jerry lewis are you a fan of those things as well uh you know if i take my vehicle in somewhere to get repaired or like a maintenance they'll have i love lucy on the tv which is where i most recently remember watching it and i i still enjoy it i'll, I'll Maybe I'll be listening to a podcast and then watching the TV because it's still fun physical comedy. Yeah, I, I like Lucy, but I, I got to say the Three Stooges, they're my guys. I can uh, watch them through for... Yes, yeah, those were great too, you know, at any, from any era. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Space Bucky, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you again for the time. And um, I don't really know how to say goodbye in Monkey. Maybe you can teach me? See you. <laughs> See you. All right, take care, my friend. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling 
on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com.